listening to Music Mythology. My name is Sam Romo, and let's talk about some music. such a talkative person that as I'm setting up I just like I want to ask you like all these questions I'm like damn it like that's that's the show <laughs> you're like I don't want to ask everything no I get that yeah <laughs> or just like I, I mean I'm comfortable in an awkward setting like because I, I have the belief that it's not awkward unless you make it awkward yeah and so as I'm setting up and someone's on their phone and they're talking about whatever uh to whoever I'm over here just thinking like I I should really like ask him something. But then the only thing's coming to my mind, I'm like, man, that'd be a great question for the recording. <laughs> no, no, that's true. I'm like, I like to talk a lot too. So I'm like, <laughs> well, I good. feel like we could just have a lot to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> well, perfect. Well, thank you again for, for doing this. I've been looking forward to it. <laughs> I'm excited to be here. That's yeah. Really well, uh, how did you get started in, in DJing or what, or, or music, you know, what's, what made you really prioritize music and, and, and really think of it as something, not just as a, uh, something to put on in the background, you know? So for me, music has always really been a part of my life. So mm. like, I really owe that to my parents mm. and I think they did it unintentionally, but growing up, um, we always listened to music in the house. Mm. Um, we very much listened to a lot of like eighties music. Um, it, and um, Spanish music, the Hano music. Nice. And my dad's like a huge music head. So we like always played games growing up. Like if you can name the artist of the song, I'll buy you ice cream, like stuff oh, like that. nice. <laughs> All the time. And that's just what I always remembered growing up. Mm. And um, as well as like being a kid, there's, um, I don't know if y'all are familiar with Fiesta in San Antonio, but it's a no. like week long. It's just nothing but like, music, concerts, drinking, and eating. And okay. it's like open to the public. Like in downtown? Okay. Yeah, so it's like all downtown, a bunch of vendors. And um, I probably had no business being there as a child, but <laughs> my entire family would go mm. growing up and I would get to see like all the concerts. I would be dancing with my tias like in the streets. And like, nice. um, I just remember like that as a really young age. So then going into, I feel like high school is when things really changed. I was heavily influenced by music. Mm. Um, back then it was very much like for me, like Wiz Khalifa, Kid Cudi, like mm. I think Janae Aiko just started coming out and like, I wanted to go to every concert. <laughs> and thankfully I had parents that actually um, supported that. I had very strict parents growing up, but for some reason they mm. always let me go to concerts. Mm. Don't know why. Don't, Don't know why like the they music. like were like, yeah, a concert is mm. where she needs to be. But I would always ask for like concert tickets or save my money for concert tickets. And my parents, their only rule was they would have to drop me off and pick me up. And this would be like in Deep Ellum, like at the trees and stuff. Hey, so yeah, like no course. business being there when I'm like 15 <laughs> years old. But um, they would always let me go. And so um, me I mean, and my little friends. they do like music. Yeah, they like, <laughs> that, that was all I would do is like, I would burn CDs and listen to music. Well, and, and they love music because they're like, there's a lot of leniency. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like music was just what we what we love. So I feel like that it. I think that's what really 
got me into music because I always think about like if they didn't support that and Mm. like if I wasn't allowed to go to concerts at a young age I think my life would be very different Mm. because I was definitely a kid that like saved all their concerts um like the tickets and like I like prided myself on like being able to see like okay what concert can I see next or what artist is coming next like you know that was like they just like Chance the Rapper and Mac Miller like back then yeah and um and so yeah like I would like make these like playlists and like I just didn't realize back then how much music was like a part of my life. To me, it was just very yeah. like, it's just something you do every day or like. It was something you practiced. Yeah. It's life. like I yeah. listen to music every day. So it'd be like, it was normal, you know? Right. But in college, um, I would make these playlists like all the time mm. and I would like put them, whether it was like for a certain mood or aesthetic, like I would like take pride in like the cover art of the playlist. Like, you mm-hmm. know, I was just always Very like thematic. yeah i'm like i have this new <laughs> playlist for my my friends and stuff or like if i was like talking to like my crush i'd be like i made a playlist for you you know like little cute uh, stuff like that hey yeah <laughs> i mean that's I, honestly yeah that's that's how you start to understand i think in modern settings that's how you start to understand that you're a music person right <laughs> you're like, making, making a playlist, playlist for a lot of scenario <laughs> right like every emotion starts to have a playlist and you're like, like why, why? Why am I making a soundtrack to my life? I just, Literally. I'm always working on that, huh? <laughs> like, I guess I really like You're music. like, I guess I like this, huh? <laughs> yeah. So then, um, yeah, so like people really associated music with me back then. And that was mm. before I was even DJing. And um, it wasn't until I graduated college and moved back home. Um, you know, I had gotten my first job and I was back home, but I never had anything like for me, mm. um, that's when I started kind of really tapping into like my creativity. Like in college, I did like YouTube videos, graphic design, like um, illustration and stuff like that. Mm. But after college is when I really like wanted to start projects for myself. Mm. And one of those was DJing. So I told myself, I was like, you know, instead of making these playlists, like what if I actually, like you know, like, yeah, yeah, like started DJing. And I saved up money, bought um, like my own board. Um, I had a friend at the time who invited me over to play on their board whenever they found out that I was interested. Mm. And they um, set everything up for me. They kind of showed me like what I would need. Let me mess around a little bit. And then from there, I kind of like went to YouTube to really learn. Yeah. And um, once again, parents were super supportive. Like they, uh, once I bought my my stuff, they like ended up like cleaning out our guest um, uh, bedroom. And they like, when I came back, they had like a table with my board and they like put like a little uh, sign on it. And it said DJ Viva Latina, like the seats oh. for DJ Viva Latina. <laughs> oh. And they were like, this is so you can practice. It was super cute. Um, and He's then from there, supportive. yeah, they <laughs> were <wonderful>. super supportive. <laughs> um, but from there, uh, I mean, you met my mom, so I feel like yeah, I feel like I mean, you it's not would, like super surprised. I'm like, yeah, I was gonna say you met her, so. But um, from there, it just kind of like started becoming this thing of practicing, and then like my friends, we would always have like these little get-togethers, mm. and um, they, I would kind of just like play as we had these get-togethers. Uh, just to kind of like practice and yeah. stuff like that. And then um, like I finally like started getting booked mm. and um, one of my first major big parties was this party at, I don't know if y'all are familiar with the Black House in Fort Worth. I don't think no. they're open anymore, but it's 
literally a house that's painted black and it's like oh. this big two-story but inside there's like these um like different rooms with different themes like you oh, can okay. take pictures in but downstairs huh. they would have like dj parties and all these like crazy lights and then oh. in the backyard they would have like taco stands and stuff and oh, like cool. <laughs> it, people would throw like collective events there yeah. like vendors and stuff like that it was a pretty cool place um and that was like my first like big gig where like people were like coming out yeah um and then from there it just kind of like kept going and it just didn't really stop <laughs> <laughs> so when was when was that that was in 20 ooh, 2017 20 maybe my first gig that party is probably in 2018 okay um yeah i started at the beginning of 2017 so I want to say 2018 is when things really started moving. Mm. Um, but yeah, I was very fortunate to have a lot of supportive people around me who kind of um, pushed me and showed me the ropes. And there was a DJ actually um, named DJ Sober. Who, oh yeah, I've seen a few of his sets yeah, back in the day. <laughs> so he um, had, he, he helped me a lot, um, mm. like booking me but he really helped me like put my name out there with the gigs that he mm, booked me for. That's great. So I was really fortunate to be able to play with him. Nice. Um, and he's obviously like a legend, super, yeah. super dope. And then. Yeah. I have his little Pringles decal somewhere on. <laughs> really? Yeah. One of my laptops. Yeah. <laughs> and then also like a dope artist, like he, oh, yeah. like his drawings and stuff, illustrator. Yeah. So yeah, like there's been a bunch of um, DJs that have like, really helped me mm. um by booking me and like playing alongside and a mm. lot of like venues and stuff making like connections with different people who supported me so i was very very thankful for that to yeah. have like a supportive community around me well, that's um, like one of the most i don't want to just say wholesome it's just a beautiful part of being a part of like the musical music community when you're when you're actually in it and you're industrious and you're networking and you're pushing it and you have all these other people who have been doing it as well. And they realize like, oh, you're, you really are up to the task and you are doing it like, yeah. And they welcome you in. It's not like this constant, like keeping people out all the time. It's like, once you get to a certain point, it's a very communal setting. And it just, it just, I don't know. I don't know. It just, it just generates more energy than, yeah. than it would take away from like, it, well, it wouldn't, it would never take it away. Cause you just feel so plugged in and feel, I don't know, so fueled by, mm -hmm. you know, someone else. It's just, I don't know. Yeah, I feel like community is is extremely important. I always tell people, like, if if you want to start anything, like building your community and tribe yeah. is so important because they're, like you said, like, they really, it, it connects all the dots to everything. Yeah. And like having people that are rooting for you and and especially like I always say like how important it is to have people who will speak your name in rooms that you're not in mm. so like having people who are willing to like you know mention your name at an opportunity or like talking highly yeah. about you like just having that community and people in your tribe is one of the most valuable things yeah that you can have because I mean that's it's very I mean when you can get to that like honor bound honor system where you're you're just, you're just in it for everyone's success. Exactly. And it's just, uh, yeah, I don't know. There's no cleaner fuel than that. I, I don't know. When you, when you get into like a, a really niche industry and you're, you're getting momentum in your own right, 
and you look at someone else also succeeding, it's like, it, it, it just, it just fuels you. It doesn't take you away, take mm -hmm. you out of it. It just, it inspires you or it's literally them inspiring you directly. Yeah. And, and go ahead. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, it's very much like, um, everybody can eat. And I feel mm. like some people don't always understand that, but there's always opportunity for everybody. Yeah. And I feel like, um, you know, sometimes people can get intimidated or like if they give an opportunity to somebody else or like, you know, if somebody else, like they can lose it. But like you sure. start to realize that, you know, when you, when, when you put the energy out there to help other people, it always comes back tenfold, you know, yeah. like every, everybody can have all the opportunity. And I love like whenever I get the opportunity to like, if I can't do a gig, um, being able to pass that to, like yeah. friends and like people. Yeah. Um, so that they can have that opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. But like you said, it's like, feel like there's no cleaner feel than your community and being able to just lock everybody in <laughs> yeah well because you you feel connected i don't know because that's i i feel like that's a thing i mean we were just talking about this in relation to like how connected the world is nowadays that you can kind of really dis discount how how much maybe you should stay connected because it's so easy to stay connected but when when you are really connected and, and, and reaching out to people. And, and especially when we're talking about nuanced things inside of an industry where they understand that you're a solution to this client or you're, you're, you would understand this problem that I just want to vent to you about. It's just, that's just a different thing. It's just a different dynamic than having to explain everything about a job or an industry before you can vent about it to someone. And so when someone's already there in the trenches all the time, it's like, it's just great. It's just great because you feel validated without mm -hmm. them even having to say anything. Yeah. And like, like they understand. Yeah. Uh-huh. 100%. That's what everybody wants. <laughs> right. <laughs> Somebody to relate. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So how would you describe uh, your your style or, or your sets? So it's so interesting because I have the style of the sets I play, the style of the sets I want to play, and the style of the sets I like to play. Mm, okay. So <laughs> Break it down. Um, I feel like the style that I play is very much um, a lot of hip hop. I do a lot of parties. Okay. Um, so living in LA, we have um, a party called Citrus Room. Mm. And my friend Brittany started in Seattle and she brought it to LA and it's just grown a lot in LA. Nice. And so um, I'm you know, grateful to be able to be one of her resident DJs out there. Mm. And so I play at this place called Lock and Key. It's a lot of fun, a lot of great vibes. Um, it's a lot of like um, different like SoundCloud edits mixed with like hip hop, 2000s, like really anything that can like get people like moving and dancing and just having a good time. Yeah. Um, and I enjoy it so much because I myself love moving and dancing and having a good time. <laughs> and if you ever see me play, I will be like, dancing in the middle of my sets super like i am like super hyped up um but well, that's great i mean i don't know that's that's what i want to see out of my dj i'm like know? yeah i'll be like back there like crumping and like, <laughs> they're like oh, know, there's sometimes they're like two tracks ahead and they're like all in their monitors and they're like trying to sit all this stuff up and i was like i kind of want to see you know it's, it's easy to get like it's, it's really really easy to get just like super focused sure. and not oh, be yeah. able to like enjoy your own set yeah <laughs> but i'm like if there's one thing i'm gonna do i'm gonna be like dancing yeah. around jumping around somewhere um but like i enjoy like playing that mm. but my okay the sets i want to play i really love house funk mm. and um i really like 
um, Dimbao. And it's like a Latin style music, so like reggaeton and okay. stuff like that. Um, but I never really like get booked. I'm not, I haven't met that community in LA mm, yet. So I haven't style. really gotten booked for that. And then house funk, I love house funk, but like same, I never really like have events mm, that are based that around that. So who, who are the, the acts or the artists you use in your house funk? Well, they're mostly just like edits off like SoundCloud. Mm. So a lot of just like house edits. And there are okay. a lot of songs that we would know. Um, like, you know, Anderson Pack and stuff like that. But they're sure. just like edited and made into this super fun house funky mix. Mm. And like, I'm like, yeah, just that kind of vibe is what I love to hear, like when I'm at home and just like getting ready. But what I really, 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 really like, and this is what I want to play, is I really love neo soul and soul music. Oh yeah. But I'm I'm not gonna be booked at a party to play neo soul and soul music. <laughs> um, but yeah, a lot I of <laughs> I know <laughs> a lot of my um, my mixes on SoundCloud though are really like chill like r&b edits soul mm. edits neo soul like that kind of vibe things that you would just be at home like just just hanging out like maybe just floating on a bed somewhere like you know <laughs> yeah. um but that's what like my favorite thing to play is and that's usually what i play at home mm. um just for fun but i i never really play it out i want to actually mm. start this like grown and sexy night like a place like you can bring like a first date like finding uh, a place that's like really dark and like moody moody yeah and it's just nothing but like really like vibey soul yeah. you know that kind of vibe yeah. like really expensive drinks you know and people are like <laughs> drinking martinis and stuff yeah no, um that, that it. well i was also thinking just i don't know i mean you just have to find that right event mm -hmm. i guess that would and they're out there vibe. oh yeah absolutely they're out there i just but this guy's I'm, on we'll I'm on a mission. I'm on a mission. I am. I'm like on a mission. <laughs> um, but honestly, like I, I love all music. So I don't mm. really like, there's nothing that I really don't like playing that I play. Sure. Um, like you see it more as a challenge, like incorporate and curate it. Right. Yeah. It's more of like, I want to get, I want to broaden my experience of like the type of music that yeah. I get to play out. Um, I love playing all the music that I play, but I definitely want to like get out of my comfort zone. Sure. Um, and challenge myself a bit. Yeah. Uh, kind of scary, but well, hey. I'm like, Hey, you got to do it at some point. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's, that's kind of where I'm at right now. I mean, I think that's a, um, like ongoing phase of professionalism <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> as, as you become the next level of, Oh, I'm that type of prof professional. It's like, well, now you have to complicate it one more new way mm -hmm. and then you're an even better professional yeah no yeah. it's true i've seen so many um of my friends that have just like really stepped out of like their comfort zones and like um challenged themselves and like have became even better djs than they were before you know just because yeah. they were able to like diversify you know yeah. what they play and stuff like that yeah and i'm like i i definitely that's that's my challenge for this year is i definitely mm. want to like step out and diversify myself yeah well that's always good and i mean i don't know and especially in terms of music it's just it's never going to i don't know jive you into this person that you don't want to be like I, yeah. I don't know what that 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 immediate thought is when you're like i 
I've never played gospel before. I don't know how it's, it's like, you, if you, if you just give into it, you'll be very surprised, like how you can meld these energies. <laughs> I will say, I will say, if you play Kirk Franklin at a set, it does go off. Oh yeah. Well, there's just every time of, there's always energy behind that. Every time I'm like, people love their gospel music in the club. Like, <laughs> <laughs> But that, but you know, but it just takes a form of finessing, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's, that is the ultimate job of a DJ is curating and finessing. You're, mm -hmm. you're just, you're intertwining moods and, and genres and, and timing and, and, and dynamics. And you're just making it this lively thing that's on multiple planes and axes. That's just not just, you know, hit play and let it ride. Yeah. And, and so, yeah, learning a new genre to incorporate or to, to fuse you know into a, a certain new vibe or to trans uh, uh you know like i'm i know it's like a thing in sets is the transition is to move into a new phase of like your set and stuff like that it, it's just i don't know that's always what you want to get better at is those transitions and the make it feel just comfortable mm -hmm. you know with still being complex you know yeah because then that's how that. you know you're actually good at it mm -hmm. no yeah it's very true <laughs> it's like you're moving the energy you are in charge of moving the energy in the room so yeah like all on you. Mm. True. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So how? <laughs> just speaking of that, you know how how the when you're when it came to your first gigs and stuff like that. I mean, did you have anything that you did to like curb that uh, those feelings of like, oh man? Because like I just think about like you know like drummers feeling like the tense tense like tension of like, oh, I am the timekeeper. If I slip <laughs> up, like timing is off and everyone knows. <laughs> you know, I get. Till this day, mm. I get very nervous before my sets. Mm. For that reason, I'm like, if I suck, they're not going to have a good time, you know? <laughs> You're like but, the backbone to the vibe. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I always like shake that feeling by one, always just remembering that like, I simply can do this. Like I've done it. Yeah. So many times and like sometimes yeah. our mind psychs us out. Oh yeah. Um and overthinks it. And then also when I realize when I start overthinking it is when I do mess up mm. rather than just like, you know, you feel music and you kind of just music is just one of those things that you like vibe with and have fun with and stuff like that. So mm. like once I kind of let go and just let the let the music ride, from there it all just kind of like flows naturally and I'm able just to like have a great time. But I also have a friend that that recently told me because um, I had a gig recently that I was so nervous for. And um, they told me that it's good if you're nervous because if you're nervous, that means you care. Right. And I was like, you're right. And they just reminded me that the point of it is just to have fun. You yeah. know, like if you, if you're nervous, that's fine. But like, as a DJ, like we're also here to just have fun. Like this is something we love doing. Yeah. And that's why we do it. So right. yeah, I feel like I, I definitely get in my head a lot. I will be like the number one overthinker. <laughs> um, because yeah, you're right. Like you, whenever you, when you think about DJing, especially if you're the only DJ, um, yeah. like if you have somebody else on the lineup, you know, sure. at least you'll only suck for a couple hours. But <laughs> If it's the whole four hours, it's like, man, you know, you're really the person here that's going to set the vibe. Mm. Um, but yeah, I feel like just being prepared, like making sure like you know your crowd, like know what you're going into, like being prepared for your set and, and having a good time like yeah. at the end of the day. 
Yeah. So everybody else will have a good time if you're having a good time. And I have a friend that always tells me that she notices when I'm nervous versus when I'm not, because she says mm. that when I'm nervous, like literally my face looks like I saw a ghost the whole time I'm DJing. <laughs> <laughs> She'll be like, your eyes will be like just so focused. Mm, yeah. And she's like, it doesn't look like you're having fun. Right. And she's like, versus whenever you, you can tell when you're not nervous or, you know, you got it because she's like, you're, you're having a good time and right. like you can see it and your energy she always says my energy kind of dictates like everybody else's energy. Mm. Like when people see me having a good time, then they like automatically start having yeah. a good time versus when I'm like tense. I'm like, right. Oh, you know, yeah. they're like, yeah. is she okay? <laughs> she needs some yeah. water. Or the opposite where like you see this DJ up there and he's clearly building some kind of crazy drop, but it's taking like forever. And like all these things, and you're all, like, all these elements are, are building and everyone's a little confused, but he's up there just like, He's getting so psyched up. And he's adding the tiniest little things. He's like, you don't even know what's going to come. And it takes forever. And everyone's like, is he really going to drop it? And then finally he does it. Everyone's like, oh, this is You're great. Like, oh, this is good. <laughs> Everybody's looking like, is this going to happen or not? <laughs> Maybe he's a little too self-satisfied. I don't know. But yeah. No, but, yeah, that's that's true. But you got, yeah, you got to, you guys got to own it. You know, you have to you gotta practice it. Obviously. Yeah, that's, I feel like practicing, comes, getting prepared, like as long as, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, never, never go into a set unprepared. Have you never ever uh, DJed in like a really like unique setting or like in collaboration with another type of artist, like at the same time or anything like that? Um, not at the same time. Mm. Um, but I have had. I have had the privilege of being able to DJ like a bunch of really cool curated parties. Mm. Um, so I did get to to DJ um, an Afrobeats party with, mm. um, I don't know if you know uh, Selection, Joe K. No. Um, so Selection Radio is a, I, I feel like you'd really, really, y'all, both of y'all would actually really like it. Okay. Um, it's a, a radio show, but it's nothing but like an hour or two of, really cool produced like soundcloud producers mm. but that have like these crazy edits and it's like it's very much a vibe and like mm. they'll have joe k is the um the person that created it and he'll do tours all over mm. um and i think he's currently on tour right now but it's basically like for people that love music and you get to hear like a bunch of different sounds and stuff like that and he mm. definitely puts a lot of work into the detail of like those sets that he creates mm. um so That's i feel like i like that that was really cool to be a part of um i've never been able to like collaborate like i've seen some sets where they like collaborate with like drummers and like actual musicians yeah i've never been able to do, well i've never had the opportunity mm. to do that um that is something that I think would be really cool. Yeah. Actually, um, that was my last episode was a group here locally called Brand New Funk. And it's a DJ Menace. And uh, he's a good friend of mine, Meds. He's a he's a pro drummer. And, and they they do the sets together. Yeah. They, they'll do only like 80s, 90s hip hop. And, and they are both like the biggest hip hop heads I've ever met. Really? And so they just know it inside <laughs> and out. And they're, they're out there trying to one up each other. So... Cause you know, like the DJ is like the backbone of the party, the uh -huh. drummer is the backbone of the band. So they're both just like, they can carry the room themselves if they really wanted to. Yeah. So they're just like a force and they know the songs backwards and forwards that 
when he mixes them, like when he mixes them up and he tries to throw off the drummer, like he can't throw off meds because he, he's just as much of a hip hop head. And he's like, oh, That's I know what you're funny. doing, you know. That's really funny. No, I've seen sets like that. Yeah. Um, when they collaborate together. And I think it's super cool. Yeah. I'm always like, I would need to practice that because I, mm. <laughs> I'm like, that always seems so intimidating because you never, like, you never, you have to be like right here with the, sure. the person. You know what I mean? Like you said, like they both just like deeply know that music. And yeah. like, especially the, I feel like the, connection that you have with that person like knowing that person oh, and their sure. art too but also you know like at least i know it's about medrick that you know he he's the type of musician though that he likes to jam so it's like he doesn't have to know the music he just has to understand what it is mm -hmm. like or the, the the feeling of it um or just here the technicality of it but that, that's not going to limit him to being willing to play a different style or, or try to jam out to something mm -hmm. um and yeah i think having a really versatile like improving like drummer is like key to having a collaboration with a dj because yeah knowing the content is one thing that's that's that i mean that's amazing that's like yeah there's no one alphabet to speak a sentence <laughs> but, but to to have someone that can improv and correct and make a mistake turn into a new pattern that you know finesses it into like oh wow that was a crazy little fill you did there yeah like, oh, that wasn't planned at all that's that, i don't know I, i'd imagine that's pretty key and like the learning curve of like a DJ and a drummer learning each other is yeah. like the drummer would have to be a good improv drummer. He'd have to be able to respect the vibe and not just, I, well, this is what I'm playing. You should have been paid attention. <laughs> yeah, no, a hundred percent. Definitely something I would like to do in my lifetime. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, because I, I always enjoy watching it. Yeah, I never really like, I don't know, cued that up to be like, that's something that's like, that should definitely be an option like all the time until I met Medrick and he told me about his setup and I was like, that's, that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> seeing them is like, wow, this is, there's so much energy. Just like, it's amazing. It is. I've also seen, um, a DJ and a saxophone player before. Mm. And that was really cool. Yeah. But kind of like the same, like you would have to have somebody that's like good at improv because yeah. I mean, Get some jazz cat. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, stuff like that's like super, super cool to see and also just being able to see like two artists being able to like collaborate in their own crafts yeah um yeah 10 out of 10 <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's awesome so what uh um i don't know i like to ask this question just to see what people say what what has your attention right now uh what has your ear right now <sighs> my ear right now <laughs> that's a good question um so i have this thing where i like get obsessed with like one artist or one project mm -hmm. at one time. And uh, my friends actually hate me for this, but <laughs> I will like, let's say like a song that I like drops or like an artist, mm -hmm. I will nonstop listen to it over and over and over oh, and over like again. Song, yeah. Like the song. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like mm -hmm. if let's say like we're in the car and we're on a 20 minute drive to the mall, oh, I will loop. force my friends to listen to that song for 20 minutes oh, on wow. their way to the mall. <laughs> um, <laughs> And they know this about me, but um, right now, so I don't know um, if y'all listen to Don Tolliver. Mm -mm. His album came out actually a while ago, uh, but I'm still on it and mm. I still listen to it like daily. Okay. Kind of embarrassing. Um, but yeah, Don Tolliver, he's definitely an R&B. Um, How would you describe the album? Very 
Um, I I like to think of it as like euphoric, like just very like some of his songs are just songs that you would go out at like 11 p.m. to maybe get like a sonic drink, but your windows are rolled down and you're like blasting mm. the music. Like, you know what I mean? Like my favorite kind of music is music that I can like drive to. Mm. Is it Life of a Dawn? Mm-hmm. Oh, I have this one. Yeah. So someone has recommended it. <laughs> uh. Yeah. So I've been like listening to it. and mind you, it came out like months ago. Oh, I do remember this. Uh, I, I see. I, I apologize. I do recall this album because I, I remember liking the Caliuchis track, the, mm-hmm. the drugs and Mel- melodies. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I haven't so. listened. To, I don't remember some of these though. I need to re- revisit. Yeah, that whole album. It's <laughs> funny when it first came out. I was telling everybody about it. Mm. Like it was. It's. I'm. I'm telling you. I'm very annoying when I like. <laughs> When I find like, this like, is good music. When like a project comes out that I really like, I'm like, you have to listen. It's so annoying. But I have a friend who's also a DJ in New York mm. um, named Dwight. And he came to visit and play with us in LA. And I remember that he came right when the project dropped. Mm. I was just the most annoying person. And I was like, you have to listen to the album. You have to. And he's like, I okay. This to you yet? Yeah, I'm like, oh, by the way, like <laughs> literally so annoying. And he's like, okay, I'm going to listen. I'm going to listen. Like, you know, and I'm like, okay, whatever. Just listen to the album. And it's funny because he texted me like a week after that. Like I listened to the album and like after that, we were talking about it for like a week straight and we we're like, no, this song, no, this song, no, this song. And I'm like, I'm glad to know somebody appreciates when I just like bug people about an album. But that's one. Um, another thing that I'm. Ooh, I'm like, what are my eyes on right now? Hmm. <laughs> Do you want to chime in? Uh, commentary from the audience. I think right now I'm really interested in. Let me see. Oh, my phone's over there. Can I get my phone? Oh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think my producer's hounding me to not do, let you do that. I know. Like, <laughs> don't I'm, let her go off sit. <laughs> I'm like, I know there's artists that I'm like really have my eye on right now Mm. i so i i really enjoy um just like up and i feel like everybody enjoys like up and coming um music but i have this playlist that i update that's really funny (laughs) (laughs) i have a playlist that i update um every two weeks and it's nothing but independent Mm. um like newer artists mm -hmm. um unsigned underground artists and so I'm like, I know there's people in here. Okay. So there's a guy named Malik Moses. Mm. And I just want to like give him a shout out because he, um, so he's been working on music for a while. Um, lived in New York, now in LA. And um, he works with a producer named Simon Says. Mm. And they both just make really good, great music together. But recently his song was on the color show. And I don't know if y'all know like the YouTube channel and it's like, this YouTube mm-hmm. channel that that will like aesthetically have like this color in the background and like have them in the 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 foreground. Yeah, it's really 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 cool. But um Interesting. they get tons of views and like their stuff is like sponsored and all that stuff. But they get underground and newer artists. Hmm. And recently like he got um put on there and and his song it's his songs are really really good. So that's someone hmm. I'm like 
I definitely have my eyes on him and his upcoming project. Um, I feel like Is everything stuff like on SoundCloud. Um, it's actually on Apple Music. Oh, okay, cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so you can find it on Apple Music. And then a girl named Joyce Rice. Um, I really like her. And then um, there's a girl named Joy Lier, and she's an up-and-coming artist that is based out of LA as well. And she has her project coming out. I think it's like coming out really soon, but she has like her single um, that was recently put out. She just did like her first show, um, but she has an amazing voice mm. and amazing stage presence. Her stage mm. presence is crazy. <laughs> um, and so now I'm like super, super excited for her project coming out. But those are like some underground artists that I'm like kind of like waiting to see what they do and yeah. like, what what comes out of like all their projects i think they're gonna do really really good yeah but. that's exciting mm -hmm. that's always good to i don't know when you're following those people that are like new but they're super vibrant and they're always like working on stuff and like getting stuff out because i have this guy uh he's been on my show he's a, he's become a buddy of mine uh gregory david he's out of la mm -hmm. um that you should look him up um his music is awesome he does yeah. a lot of uh he, he produces but he does a lot of like like kind of like old school hip-hop like beats kind of like real chill stuff. Uh -huh. I think you would love them. Um, and uh, I mean, I, I'm obsessed with anything he releases, but like, yeah, that, that dude is just a force. He just, really? he's just constantly knocking stuff out. And like, yeah, he keeps me motivated. I mean, I've told him <laughs> that, like, I was like, man, it's like every time you like post a picture or a video of like you like working out like some chord progression on your piano or like, I don't know, or like a drum fill or like, or you post just like the first little clip of like a song, like it doesn't matter, man. It's like, it just, it just impresses the hell out of me that you're just like That's dope. In, in this room full of instruments somewhere in LA, just like always going at it. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, that's just amazing. <laughs> no. Yeah. That's really cool. You need to send me his stuff so yeah. I can like check him out. Yeah. He's super cool. Uh, he's a great guy. And like, yeah, his music is just awesome. Um, but yeah, that's just, I don't know. That's why I love doing this show is interacting with people that, that are still in that headspace or they're not. Um, yeah. I don't know. They just really believe in like, expressing and getting this art out or like, you know, keeping it up and yeah. we're getting better at it. You know, it's like, we're not thinking like, I don't know what I'm going to be yet, but like, I know if I can practice it, then I'll find myself in these next, you know, few events, who knows what's going to happen. Yeah. No, I feel like when it comes to music artists, like any, any part of music, whether it's in like production, performing, you know, podcasts, like anything like that, I'm like, it's dope because it just really shows how music connects people mm. together, you know? Yeah. Um, all genres. It's just crazy. It's always crazy to me how so many things come out of music. Yeah. Um, well, it's, so a, it's a phenomenal catalyst. I mean, it, get, it, it, can, it can express, you know, who you are to a crowd or it can give the crowd a simple message to just all say it at the same time so you can feel like you're a part of something. And, yeah. And... I mean, when you look at the the sign, the just the the literal like anatomy of like, the way we're built. I mean, it's like when we listen to music. I mean, our thinking and everything stops. I mean, we become the music. And so, when you can translate it to be a mode of expression and a mode of communal, um, not just communal like expression, like everybody in there is doing it, but a communal outreach and work and uh, effort. Mm -hmm. Then it's an enduring, you know thing it, it 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 radiates energy it's not just a like you know let's just pop it in the player and fill in some fill some time or waste some time yeah it is a uh we're sorry there's a cat attacking a sombrero in the corner of the room it's a little distracting <laughs> 
Um, it's a, uh, uh, yeah, it, it's, it's a mode of expression and, and connection. And, and until you utilize it that way, all it is is going to be that thing you just pop in the player to fill time. Yeah, no, it's true. And then I always think about how songs can bring you back. Okay. <laughs> Here, I'm going to go grab this. Okay. <laughs> That sombrero has been up for so long, and <laughs> the one moment he decides to attack. <laughs> that is so funny. No, but I always think about how music can um, bring you back to a time period. Oh, yeah. So, like, it's, like, one of my favorite things to do is, like, when a song comes on, especially, like, like an older song, mm -hmm. um, and you're like, oh, I remember. Me and my friends are actually just doing this. Um, I recently just got back from Austin. Mm. And I was with all my friends that I went to college with. Uh, one of our good friends is having a baby. So we went mm. there to celebrate with her. But um, we were like playing this playlist from like when we were in college. Mm. And it's just funny how every song you could be like, oh my gosh, this song reminds me of that one time we all like, you know yeah. what I mean? It could just bring you back to oh, so yeah. many memories or like I always think about songs that I'm like, oh my gosh, I remember exactly what Headspace I was oh, in yeah. when oh, this album There's came like out. There's like an emotional or, imprint on it's it. It's yeah. crazy how like the emotional imprint that music can have. And I don't know. I think I, that's just why music is so special because everybody has their own connection and story when it comes to like, a certain song like i'm sure yeah. there's a song that like when you hear it you feel one way and when i hear it, i can feel a completely different way or like oh, we yeah. have completely different stories connected oh, to sure it there, there's plenty of singer songwriter shit i could play for you and be like this is boring as hell and i'm over <laughs> here getting depressed you're like this I'm means like, everything oh to me <laughs> i remember when she did this to me like <laughs> <laughs> yes no, i'm like yeah, it's absolutely. so crazy it's how the same songs. Thing with smell, you know i mean like yeah. I, I i mean i'm sure there's technicality to the to like the same which one's stronger like mm -hmm. I, i'm pretty sure like smell is way stronger uh as a fact but like i just feel like music has this like really potency that's like almost challenging it to the to love because i i have a, a photographic memory and stuff and so mm -hmm. like when i when i hear certain songs especially when it's been a minute yeah when when i have not been exposed to a, a certain um song or energy or or even a, a certain artist if it's like someone that I, I relate to someone else or a moment like man as soon as i you know, get zapped back into that. Or like I hear, well, I don't know, like one of the interlude tracks from Because the Internet and be like, oh my God, I, I, the last time I heard this interlude was the last time I was really listening to this album, like nonstop. And that was like at this point in college. And that's when my freaking car and like all this, you know, all this anxiety comes like just overwhelming me. I'm like, oh, but that's crazy, you know. But it's it's fine. That was seven years ago. It was yeah. <laughs> no, it's so true though. It's like crazy how music can take you to these different places, good or bad, and you're like, oh dang, like like that was a really bad night. Or like, <laughs> but it's really interesting. It's because like the it's almost like the more I don't know. This is I guess personal reflection. The more I keep it in. Like I keep a track in my lineup or in my regular, like whatever go-to playlist. It, 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 it moves it out of that mode of, of like emotional dynamics, like mm -hmm. in my thinking, but the further I keep it out of my, my lineup, the stronger it like bounces. It's, it's like a rubber band. It's like a rubber band effect the, 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 every, if I'm using it every day, it's just snapping back, like really light, there's nothing happening. But then if I don't use it for a year, it's just pulling back and it's pulling back. And mm -hmm. then once I listen to, you know, this 
big Sean track that I haven't listened to since like, you know, 2014. And it just, the rubber band lets go and it whap and it hits you. And you're like, yep. oh my God, that's why she left me. And it's like, oh. <laughs> there is a song that played in the car when I was in Austin with all my friends. And as soon as it came on, I mean, it's like, yeah, one of those songs that you haven't listened to probably since you heard it like the first week yeah, it came out, yeah, you know? Yeah. And everybody was immediately like, oh my gosh, I remember the song. But everybody was like, oh, I don't remember the words. Like everyone was like, mm. I remember but I don't remember it. And then as soon as it started playing, everybody just started singing all the lyrics. Yeah, it just snaps too. It just That's came weird, back. It was so thing. weird. And I remember we were all just cracking up because we were like, how did we just go from, <laughs> I don't even remember how this song goes yeah. to like, now we're like screaming at the top of our lungs because now yeah. we just remember the entire song. Yeah. But like, it, it's exactly like that. The less you listen to a song or let's say you haven't heard it in years, the, now, the harder preface, it hits. I will preface that though by saying you have to really put it up on like a pedestal before leaving it on that pedestal for a few years. You know who I feel like that about? Um um uh, mgmt mm, right so yeah 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 just not make sure i got that right how so um, because i remember when that album that came out song. and like i was on it and then i didn't listen for like years oh like congratulations and, like any of the other one yeah, yeah like i that was the only album mm. and i was like super super obsessed with it and then i just like didn't i mean listen. that album is very potent like it's very and i think it went like i mean that album came out years ago but i just remember that album coming up because for some reason it, it was on the um trending like this, one day oh, the, yeah is, like mm. like years later like on mm -hmm. it, it was on spotify it will say like trending music right now and it yeah. can be like old albums new albums like they, just things people are listening to yeah. in the moment and that album was on it and I, I clicked on it and it brought me back. It was almost just like going through like this weird twilight tunnel that it just brought me back. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, I didn't even realize that I felt this strongly about that random. Album yeah. Like yeah, I just yeah. didn't even realize how strongly I felt yeah. about this, but I'm like, protect this album at all costs. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. It's like you embed it with like a part of your soul. And then like you listen to it again. And you're like, Oh, there's 17 year old me. Like, Literally. Yeah. You little, you little punk. You know? <laughs> That's exactly what happened. I was like, Oh my gosh. Like, no, I had this in me. Yeah. But yeah, that, that album really is. Um, I, I don't know. I mean like that one and like, um man on the moon and uh, like there's a few albums that like i don't it, like it hits that, different yeah like i don't know what it is it's just so potent there's something like, like, in it you could play anything from that and like oh man like i'm throwing right back into high school i'm throwing right back into this like it's like i'm still mature me right mm -hmm. but i like i i'm like back in this half mind where i'm like i remember when i was way dumber you know <laughs> <laughs> no really that's how i feel about kids by mac miller oh yeah right. um i feel the same way about that i guess it was a mixtape technically but like that's how i feel about mm. that one like every time i hear it it brings me back to this like really childish like I mean, that's how i am kids, with but... camp with uh childish game yeah like yeah i forgot about that album. yeah yeah or the ep uh like yeah it's like any of that early stuff i'm just always thrown back to like 11th grade me i'm like you dummy like but <laughs> that era of music so no <laughs> I feel like that era of music, though, a lot of 
the albums that came out during that time were just really strong. Oh, like, yeah. I don't know. Well, I think, you know what? It, okay. Here's my belief. <laughs> Let's hear it. <laughs> it was right before streaming metrics and the online mm-hmm. revenue sources were like the first thing you thought of. And so I just felt like they weren't trying to be formulaic in certain ways. And so there was a lot of the, it was like, kind of, it's a, now I'm not want to say there's, you know, in the line, there's been a drought in originality for the last 12 years. Folks, sorry, you should know this. <laughs> but no, like, but I feel like during that period, I just feel like before everyone was obsessed with like, oh, my streaming numbers and blah, blah, blah. It was really just like, get out some really dope stuff that connects and like because it's so cool mm-hmm. it translates not because i already have ten thousand followers bro and like blah 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 and like you're just networking like crazy it was more like i got this really dope project and like any or i have this really cool song and like it got into the right hands and then they gave them a shot for an ep and then it, it went the traditional route no and, that's true and and ever really since like 2012 on because you know like it's like like spotify didn't become like this juggernaut until like 2012 12 like that's when yeah. it started to really like start to like not go anywhere yeah before that everyone was still primarily if you were streaming you're using like a service like pandora that was curating things to yeah. you but then once you had the the option to curate your own stuff then i think the market totally changed and also the formulaic yeah. approach of like producing music was a little bit different because like you talk to people now that are like making singles they're making singles to get on a playlist to take off quicker you know they're not thinking about the ep even you know it's like the 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 levels have shortened okay. in certain ways. This is a really good theory. Yeah, because I I know I mean you're yeah that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. actually. Well, and you also look at the hyper trends like in music, like mm-hmm. particularly like hip hop and stuff. Like, like I don't want to talk about like mumble rapping, but like talk about a certain aesthetic in ad libbing, like like the Migos, like your ad libbing way in the background to mm-hmm. each other. It's like that. Yeah, that's not new. It's like that's been around, but like mm-hmm. when they got into the limelight, that trend just started like taking over like all hip, like everybody yeah. started doing these little back ad libs and stuff like that. And so it's just much more rapid fire than mm-hmm. it was before. So I think that, that that era of music feels a little more uh, nostalgic and, 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 and not, like concealed almost because there, there just wasn't this nature of like observing you couldn't hyper observe your community yet. And so yeah. it was much more like, this is this cool project that like we came up with and it feels more like that rather it than like, more heart I learned from it. this person in LA and then I got this inspiration from over here and like, yeah, sure they could have, but it wasn't on display. Right. And everyone wasn't working that way. And so no one was thinking that when they heard it, you know, they're just like, wow, what a beautiful you know piece of poetry, you know, over a great, you know, orchestrated beat. Uh-huh. You know, I don't know. Yeah. Cause I feel like, you know, even back then, like, I was really big on like Lupe Fiasco and mm. like Schoolboy Q. I used to love Schoolboy Q. Um, but it, it makes sense now when you bring up like singles and playlists and stuff like mm. that, because mm-hmm. even in in music that I know now and like artists that are developing right now that I know, it's like, yeah, like they want to be put on the Spotify playlist. Play, like, you yeah. know, like they, mm-hmm. that, that will help their numbers. I mean, it is confident exposure. Yeah. That and, will. And nothing against it. No, no it. at all. Like, no, nothing against it, but it makes sense because yeah. back then streaming didn't work that way. Yeah. Um, and I honestly too feel like if you were having to pitch an album, like to a label, if you said like, I have this one great single and like 
some filler stuff, but like that single is great, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I think maybe that's a little, I mean, there, there's always going to be producers that will lean into that because they're like, well, that'll get us enough. Uh, but I think it, it was maybe a little easier to say, like, we have this whole concept and here's the full, you know, um, you know, personality of an album mm-hmm. um, where it's all connected and like that, you know, like Man on the Moon, like, like this is like that all flows so well. And then like, yeah. I mean, yeah, it, it's not like, it's not like he banged it out like super quick, but like there was a lot of like thought behind it and it wasn't just like, let's just make a track and then we'll just link them together and then just get them out and just get them out as soon as you can. There was mm-hmm. like, 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 that's why, I mean, a lot of people respect Kendrick Lamar, but like I, I respect him because like every time he goes at it and puts the perspective on a project, it is a concept. It is a full fledged concept through and through. And every time you come in, it's like a new chapter of his artistic, you know, mm-hmm. nature. And it's not just like, you know, here's some songs he banged out in a season. It's like, here's an idea they had and they spread it out over these ideas of multiple different songs and different ideas. And, uh, yeah. and that's why, like, I feel like, you know, like his stuff always cuts through the industry is because it's so, it's such a, a heavy, well thought through conceptualized thing. Product. I feel like it's just super authentic. Like, yeah. you know, oh, you can't, yeah. you can't copy. I mean, you can try to copy it, but you know. It's Kendrick, like yeah. his creative process is crazy. I saw him live um, for the first time, well, the second time, but the first time, like, as he's big now, the mm. first time I saw him, it was like at a really small venue. Mm. Um, but his visuals as well are insane. Mm. Like his, the visuals on stage, like the story behind it, it like the art part of it was beautiful. Yeah. And I feel the same about his videos and well, he's can, an artist. Well, yeah. Yeah. He's a true artist. Like he's not just out there trying to make clever lines. Mm-mm. Like he wants he, it to be a product, like a, a product of expression, like not just like this. And he stayed true. Cool he beat? stayed true to his art. You know what yeah. I mean? Like oh, he's, he always stayed true to his art. Yeah. And that, that's and he brings really good to see. Phenomenal people like the session people, I mean, like, you know, half of Pimp a Butterfly is from Texas, like the, mm-hmm. the session people that were that were on that album. And it's like, it's just amazing just to see like, like, I don't know, this is the complexity and like genre bending that he he does. And, mm-hmm. and, and just all the people that they come to play because they respect that nature of music. Yeah. You know, and it's not just a, let's just get in, let's get a bag and get out or like, let's just make something really quick. It's like, let's really make something like our own and like mm-hmm. something that like I would feel proud of to represent me and my family and like that kind of stuff. Not just like, let's just get and make something really quick. And I think that's the difference though, is that you can tell when somebody takes a lot of pride in their work mm. versus when somebody's just trying to um, put out. Cause you know, also nowadays, a lot of things are like, you put a lot of things out and instant satisfaction is a huge thing Mm. um, these days. And like, I feel like he is a true testament to his art. You know, he Kendrick's been around for a while now, but like he just, he, he gets better and better and better. And his art just stays true. And he hasn't been to like a lot of these trends that like Mm -mm. happen. It's like, when when stuff was getting like trappier, like in like the mid 2010s, like he got he did the Pimp a Butterfly, which is like jazz thematic mm-hmm. more, more than anything, you know. And it's like that's great. Like it's it's so refreshing because you're you're taking your own direction and you're doing your own thing. I yeah, just, I don't know anybody that does that. I'll just always give them 
that like it might not be for me but i'll give you the points of like you 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 took your own direction i mean that's yeah. just that's amazing because you're you're leaning on yourself you're betting on yourself and like I don't know. It's either overconfident or you see something in the future that I'm not seeing, but either mm -hmm. way, it's like, I'm impressed. <laughs> right. <laughs> You're like, I'm here for it. No, yeah, it's so true. You can definitely tell the arts and people who that authentic heart behind it. You can see it. I always say that, like you can mm. see the heart behind people's work instantly. And like the people who truly like were made to do this, like you can tell like that heart and soul. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love Kendrick. <laughs> yeah. He hasn't, he hasn't done wrong. <laughs> he has not. He has not. Mm -mm. Uh, well, uh, where can people find you, keep up with you, all that good stuff? So um, you can find me in the streets of LA. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, so you can find me on social at underscore Viva Latina. I'm always posting like my gigs, my projects, things that I'm going to be um, I'm trying to do better at like posting on social media, but <laughs> always find me on there where I'm going to be. And then I also have a platform called The Setting that I post um, a lot of music inspo and that's where my playlists are as well. And mm. then always find me on SoundCloud. My mixes are on there if you want to just vibe out. Um, but yeah, those are my main. Yeah. Nice. It. <laughs> it's Viva Latina on, on SoundCloud as mm -hmm. well. Nice. Viva Latina. And then the spot or the Spotify and Apple music playlist are under the setting. Okay, mm -hmm. cool. Do you, do you go by Tina? So or? I go by Viva. Mm. So I went by Tina, but then a lot of people recently started calling me Viva. Mm. And so I just ran with it. I actually was like, oh, I think I like that more. So now I just like let people call me that one. Um, but I, I never go by Tina because I have a cousin named Christina as well. Oh, and okay. growing up, she was Tina she was and I was Tina. Christina. Mm. And that's how we separated ourselves. So now when I hear Tina, I always think of my cousin. Her, like, I'm yeah. like, I can't be called that. Like, I'm not, I'm like, I'm not Tina. Um, I was just thinking like, it's like you're Latina, but you could be nicknamed Tina and you, you're in operating in LA. So it's like LA Tina and Latina. I didn't even think about the LA yeah. one. Yeah. No. Yeah. I got <laughs> in high school. I had a home girl that was like Viva Latina. And then it just kind of stuck. And mm. ever since high school, those have always been like my handles. <laughs> I've never changed them. Mm. So when I decided <laughs> nice. to DJ, I was like, I guess I'll just keep that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah Viva Tina, whichever, honestly, whichever one, I don't really mind. Cool. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm just like a branding person. So I was like curious, was like if she goes by Tina and she operates in LA, then like La Tina is like LA Tina. <laughs> like that's a double like. Cover. That makes sense. I'm going to start saying that now. I'm going to be like, well, like LA is in there too. Like <laughs> I never even thought about that one. <laughs> but yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> well, cool. Well, uh, yeah. I don't know. Is there anything else you want to chat about or anything else that you're up to? Besides music and all that? Um, <laughs> so I do have a new project coming up. Mm, what's that? Um, candles. Oh, really? I'm going into the candle world, but it's like, it actually goes into um, our... What's the word? Smell, taste. Senses? Senses, thank you. <laughs> 
not think of the word. I was like, what is that thing that we use? Uh, <laughs> we got five of them. We're like, that one thing, like, you know, they're really important, but no, our senses. And basically I'm making these like music inspired candles mm. that like they come with like a playlist, but like all each candles inspired by like a certain feel and artist. Oh, okay. But they also like activate your, um, like your, your smell, it's very design for because I also graphic design. So mm. I want it to be like really design and eye appealing. So like your, your sight and then your hearing through the playlist. Mm, I don't right. know how to do taste yet. Mm. Maybe I'll throw some, a mitt in there or something. There you go. Yeah. Or <laughs> with some sealed wafer. Of yeah. Some I'm like, I don't know how to do that one yet, but that's coming in May. Mm. So I'm cool. really excited for mm. that. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, let me know. I'll look into it. Gosh, I'll send you some candles <laughs> <Cool>. <laughs> for the studio. Awesome. Yeah, it's an interesting idea. Mm-hmm. All an all-encompassing sense, sense experience. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's it on my. That's it on my, and that's all that's going on in my life. <laughs> cool. Awesome. Well, thanks again for uh, coming out. I appreciate it. No, thank you. you for having me. This is fun. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm.